Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 4 Teamless Tuesday early podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and I'm joined today by a, I guess, below par feeling Mitch Brown. How you going, Mitch? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Sorry for the croaky throat. Uh, haven't been too well the last few days and it hasn't really improved very much, if I'm honest. Fair enough. Well, hopefully a couple of days off does you some good, but uh, it's good to hear you here for the podcast. That's it, mate. I can do my job just sitting in the chair. If I could do my normal job sitting in the chair, I'd still be at work. <laughs> Fair enough. And we also, today we have our super sob, Anthony Brown. How you going, Ant? Yeah, not too bad. Just came home from work, so a uh, bit tired, but we're all good. Just a Tuesday. Excellent. Well, it's not just a Tuesday, it's, it's uh, round four teamless Tuesday, so let's get cracking, fellas. Let's talk real quick about how we're going for the potty. Uh, this week, guys, I did okay. Got an 863, which saw me up about 7,000 ranks. So, mate, return to form for my team. How about you, Mitch? Mate, I had a bit of a bounce back week with uh, 849 points, which has brought me into the top 18,000, so a little bit less embarrassing for me. That's it. 20,000 places is a pretty good week, all right? Yeah. And, mate, uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy with it, to be honest. Yeah, and, and how did you go, mate? I went backwards. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a 773, which is well below what I usually get, and slid down to 21,081. That's no good. Uh, I don't even remember what I was before, but it was way higher than that. Oh. Uh, mate, look- we'll get into why, why it all went wrong in a second, though. <laughs> Fair enough. And look, uh, Nick, our stats guru who's away this week, he got an 867, so pit me by a few points. So he's up to 7,700. So, guys, the process is the process. We bit of a bounce back week after last week was a bit of an outlier. So, yeah. So, sorry, Mitch. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. It's if you can stick to what what we said at the start of the season, it always works out in the end. That's it. Crush value, guys. Be crushed looking for points, but crushing value. So you can hit eleven million this week or next week if you push it. So guys, let's talk about though the other side. One thing we got wrong. And kick us off, mate. Uh, I think with a lot of people was captaining Hopgood. I mean, to be fair, he had a Two weeks of 80-plus and obviously no Cleary this week. Um, so, I was just guaranteed. You felt like you were guaranteed or owed about at least 160 as a captain. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with a 70 and then I had Ray Stone in my team. Who sunk as he, he sunk like a stone as his namesake. So, um, yeah, that, that was good. That helped. I think he got an 8. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, God knows what's going on there. I don't even know what's... Jeez. Oh, anyway. Nah, fair enough, mate. Mitch, how, how about you? Mate, Ants, it's one of those things, though, like you went through a good process getting both Stone and Hopgood. It's just one of those things you just got to move on. I didn't actually have anything egregious this week, Stu. Uh, the main reason I didn't crack 860 versus, say, yourself was I'm still bouncing back from some of the bad decisions I made the <laughs> weeks prior. But honestly, it was a pretty good week for me. Excellent. And look, I got pretty lucky this week where, like, I got, I still Captain Preston, but uh, got the A60. So, uh, oh, sorry, I Captain Hopgood. But uh, look, you know, still came good in the end. So, you know, it's it's not all about the captain, fortunately. 
And look, let's have a quick look at the leagues. Uh, Kiwi King is leading the Boomer Bus League. Well done, mate. 25-86. Kiwi is representing. Uh, next, we have my Chaos Head-to-Head mode. So insert NRL team name here. Pip me by one point for the top score of the round. He got an 864. Well done, mate. Mitch, your competitive league. What's happening? Yeah, we had Daily Cherries cooler uh, with 8.53, so pretty respectable score there. That's a tough and score. but Yeah, it is. It is. It's a good score. And then in the second competitive league, which you're in, Stu, Zeke's Ender Dragons with a big 9.05. Wow, that's that's a great score. Jeez. That's like a top 100 score, man. They slapped a that lot of people. A big score. Wow. Yep. And look, Nick, Nick's newbie mode. Jeez, we're going to have to start filtering wow. out some of these guys. Delete app. 901 mate i i think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to relegate you next year sort of like upper league because not sure should be no don't put him in my bloody league then i'll have to deal with that (laughs) and nick's newbie mode too we might need to relegate nick to his top the score with 867 uh mergon mustangs got 844 so well done to everyone there uh and guys look we are playing keenly on the head-to-head each week so keep it up we like it now mitch it's a big physio week, but it's not as big as last week, fortunately, mate. Take us away. Yeah, it probably would have been if I hadn't deleted some of the irrelevant players because they're just people going down everywhere. So I didn't watch much of the footy this week, but I did see this one, Danny Levi. So broken jaw, teeth missing, look to be displaced. I'd say he's going to have surgery for that, and that would be 10 weeks. Uh, Nick Kotrich. So he, he's been listed as six weeks out with a hamstring injury. So that's a grade two. With those grade two, sometimes they can be more towards that eight-week mark. So just watch that space. Ruben Cotter, he's been listed as out for a month with a knee injury. With that timeline, there aren't too many things that could rule you out for that period for that area. So I'm going to say it's a low-grade MCL. Uh, just watch that space. But you're looking to exit possibly to Carrigan, Torhu, or my preference would be Haas. Braden Trindle, so he, he had an ankle injury. He was actually able to play through it. He has been named, but with Hines playing this week, you know, I think he's a sell almost no matter what. Uh, Mitch Barnett, so he has not been named to play this week. So I was watching this one to see if he would be. He's out with neck and nerve pain. So this is a type of injury. It's either fairly minor and he'll recover within a week or it could be something more severe like a discal injury. We'll know in a week's time if he's named or not. Wade Egan, that's a Cat 1 HIA, so he's out for the week because of that 11-day turnaround. The same for Halme Sele. Davida Totola, so he's out for four to six weeks, so we're going with thinking like a mid-grade MCL injury, so probably a two there. Shaq Mitchell, Liz Frank injury, I hate this injury. It's a nasty one. Uh, they they said eight you, weeks on this one, so is that yeah, like a I, I, I've Yeah, I've changed it to three months because these injuries are typically very tricky to come back from. Uh, and I'd be taking my time with it. So it could be eight weeks, but I'd be thinking more like three three months. We've seen in the past that these are often very, very tough to come back from for footy players just because of the type of footwear they're wearing, their boots, and the lack of support that's intrinsic within it. Jack Murchie, Cat 1 HIA, so he's out for the week. Jamin Joliffe. Now, Stu, do you know if he's had to have surgery for this? I believe that he is. He is. It's, it's like a big boy three to four months injury. Yeah, that's minimum three to four months if that's the case. So we won't see Jamin towards the end of the season. So if you own him, he's an absolute sell. Sam Verrill, so collarbone surgery. So I'm just astonished he was able to play through that injury given it has needed surgery. So that means it was actually displaced. He'll be out for eight to ten weeks, which brings in Chris Randall. And our resident fantasy nugget, Nick Lord's out with newborn itis. Look, it shouldn't be serious, or I hope it's not. He should be back next week. And Ants, you're getting the 80-minute roll as the nugget tonight. 
Break evens low. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. And let's move over to Naughty Corner. We had a few things this week. So we got Felice Kafusi, the one that divided Billy Slater uh, versus Joey Johns on this one. So uh, Felice Kafusi with a hit on the back of Jackson. Was it Jackson Hastings? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's it. So he's he's fighting the charge of judiciary for a dangerous contact grade two. He's looking at three weeks, four if he fails. So the implication of that, if he fails, guys, uh, Connolly, uh, Connolly Lumineau is should be a buy there. Uh, Jerome Hughes is also at the judiciary fighting uh, dangerous contact grade two. He's facing a week two if he fails with his grading. Joe Manu, who's accepted an early plea for a careless tackle grade two, he will get a week. Now, guys, the other thing is 16 players got fines this week. Now, fines are whatever. We don't care except for the fact that they add to loading. So Felice Kafusi is facing a three-week charge because he's already got two prior charges this year. Whereas Jerome Hughes is his first charge. That's why he's only facing a week. So fines don't really matter, but just keep an eye on your players because if they do a Cleary, you know, WWE suplex someone, it could mean that if they've got like a, a lot of back charges against them, they could be out for a much longer stint. That being said, let's get to the Friday game. Ant, Eels versus Panthers, take us away. All right, we've got a family feud here. Um, as you all probably know, it was like daddy versus son last year and now Penrith's <laughs> a daddy apparently. So maybe we'll get a reversal role. Um, so for the Eels, edge forward Ryan Madison is back from his grand final suspension. As you all know, he... Um, he decided to not pay the fine, which mm. um, last night on NRL 360, they couldn't really get around. I don't know why. He didn't pay, but anyway. Uh, Matt Dury moves to the bench and Jack Murchie out with a head knock. Um, hooker Brennan Hands is being named to make his NRL debut from the bench and Jerome Masia drops to the reserves. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard is free to face the Premiers after taking an early guilty plea to a shoulder charge offence and paying a $3,000 fine. And then with the Panthers, uh, interchange forward Scott Sorensen's return from a head knock sees Eisenhuth dropped 18th man in the only change to the squad that beat the Rabbitohs in round two. Awesome. Thank you. Let's take us away there because very interesting note there that Brendan Hands is a hooker. Now, I know that we we were talking, uh, uh, we were talking about Hodgson. So he's had like a third third good game here guys but really like Hodgson can't be a buy now right Mitch he wasn't a buy at the start of the season but I think this has shown uh you know with that try that he scored at the end of that game he just doesn't have the legs to go 80 minutes so I think it's a good move bringing us a bit of backup in to take some of those minutes away so if you're on, on Hodgson's due I think he might be a sell that's it look you know he was a bit of a pod buy we get why he was a pod buy but he's probably a pod sell now all right let, let's talk about Dury uh Mitch, what's happening with him? Look, he's he's been benched this week, and uh, I think at this point, guys, it's probably get out of dodge time. He's underperformed on the field and in fantasy, and Stuart looks like Cartwright might have been the better option because he's still got a spot in the team. That's it, still starting. So we're expecting Dory might get a few minutes, but if we're looking at the Momosia, uh role for him, we're not expecting huge things from him. However, if we expect like uh, the Jack Murchie role, we could see maybe 40 minutes. So for, for Dory, we'll just have to wait and see, right? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. The, I, what we really hope with Dewey is that you could risk it this week because his break-even is so low. I don't know whether any of you guys have, have his break-even around for, if he's still in your team. No, he's not in my team. No, okay. <laughs> if you hear me rapidly clicking around in the background, that's just me looking at my team real quick. He is got a break-even at eight. I'm hoping oh, that it's Maddo oh, 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 oh. for 20 minutes and then Dury comes on and Maddo moves to the middle. But, he, look, you can risk it this week, but only this week, right? Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. got bigger priorities. But, look, speaking of Cartwright, uh, how happy are we that he's playing? Well, if I had him, I'd be super happy. Oh, uh, serious? 40... Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Stop. It's, it's 20... <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Look, if you have him, hold him. That's that's basically it. And we said that one last week. There was a bit of contention over if we should or shouldn't, and it looks like those who did. Um made the right decision. So just coming on to the last one for me, guys, Mitchell Moses. So 47 points. I actually think he's had a reasonable time of both fantasy scores and on-field performances. I don't think he's the problem with Para this year, and this team's just really trying to figure itself out with the loss of Ipapal Mahoney. The thing about Moses is he's not going to blow anyone's socks off. Uh, so, you know, I think there are better options out there if you're looking for a, a cash down half. Sean Johnson's probably the first one that comes to mind. Otherwise, you're looking to go for those big boppers like Nathan Cleary or I know we're going to talk about him later, but Daily Cherry Evans, someone like that. Excellent. Like it, like it. So, Ant, speaking of Cleary, he's back. He's playing. He last scored 37 for us two weeks ago. What are we doing with Cleary? What are you thinking? I think you just have to hold Cleary at this point if you got him. He's a quality player. Um, 37, uh, watching the game two weeks ago, I believe he just had a lot of missed tackles. Um, I think he'll bounce back in a good way, so I wouldn't be panicking. It's whether you captain him or not. I think you probably will end up, most people end up captaining after getting burnt by Hopgood, um, which leads nicely into our next player, Hopgood. He only had a 35. Um, that's quite a fall from grace from 80. Uh, he, he looked he a bit tired. He, he, yeah, he did. He looked a bit disinterested, and the heat, I reckon, probably took it out of him a little bit, potentially. It was quite hot um, the last few days of footy. Um, so as the weather cools down, and like you said, if he's recovered from any issues with his ankle, he'll probably be fine. Um, it's just one of those one-off weeks um but if we see him getting these scores what do we think guys do we want to get away from him uh no look i i think hot goods is a rocket i think that he had an off week he did roll his ankle that's why he went off yeah and he came back on like as a bit of a just uh one of those lateral ones mitch because he came back on played through it right yeah that's exactly right so with that in mind he'll probably have a bit of a lighter week this week and i think the coach will probably say hey there don't play the full 80 but I reckon that he'll be back to like a 55-60 score this week. You yeah, know. exactly, exactly. So, Stu, who have you got? Mate, let's – I've got three Panthers because I love the Panthers. But oh i got three God. guys I'm not sure about. So, Sonny Luke scored 30 two weeks ago. Decent score. Uh, great break even. I'm still not sure on him because I'm still not sure of those minutes, those Mitch Kenny uh, minutes there. So, for me, Luke – I'm not sure that he's a buy at the moment. I think there are better options out there uh, to go and make you some money. If you got him, just hold him until, you know, he he kind of reaches that break even of around 30, right? Other guy that we're looking at there, Mitch Kenny, he got a 41. Bit of a lower score a couple of weeks ago. Again, a guy who if you own him, hold him. I'm not expecting him to 
shift into the 50-55 club. So if you, like he's, he's priced around 35 at the moment, so just hold there. The last guy, Luke Garner. Now I sold him for a 63. I'm thinking about buying him back this week. He is a spicy buy for me because he showed, like round one, I think the team was just working out those combinations on the edge with Luai, like what lines to run, how to run. And he ran a lot of dirty lines early, like right into traffic. And he just got absolutely pummeled against Brisbane for trying to run the good line. And whereas the week after against Souths, he did hit some of those holes. And that's where you saw that increase in points. I think that Luke Garner will be a buy this year. I think that he'll probably rise to around 600, 650K, which means there is some money to be made. Mitch, are you interested in Luke Garner this week? Yeah, I'll probably get on him, mate. I, I traded him out and I hate using another trade to bring him back in, but I'll certainly be bringing him back in this week. That's it. Well, look, if you bring him, you're going to just park him, right? Yeah, exactly right. And just sit on him for as long as the uh, journey goes. Exactly right. How about you, Ant? Uh, I feel like you just got to wait one more just to confirm it wasn't a one-off. Like, I know all those great things you said about him, but he just... You never know, right? Like, you can wait one more. Like, how much extra is he really going to cost? That's true. So, and he'll be running up against Maddo this week, who at least right. should be fit and firing. So, yeah, look, you, you can buy, you can wait a week. I won't mind. For me, he's a spicy buy. So, guys, I think we've covered everyone of real interest here. I would say that Maddo is not a buy because we don't know where he's going to play. So, I'll just get that out of the way. I just tried to put Maddo into... Uh, NRL, but it, it wants me to type Madison. So yeah, 771K, we're not interested. So with that being in mind, guys, Ant, who have you got winning this game? Um, Eels by six. They need a, they need a win or NRL 360 is going to be going on all about them for the next few weeks. <laughs> Especially if the Tigers get a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, the Eels are bottom. If the Eels are 0-4, oh no. Okay, Mitch, what have you got? Uh, I've got Panthers by six, mate. Panthers by six. And look, I've just checked the weather because, like, I feel like I wanted to mention this. A lot of the scores last week were affected by the heat that was across the yep. eastern seaboard. So we had a few weird games in there. And I'm having a look here. We're scheduled for showers and thunderstorms across the weekend, across Sydney at least. So with that in mind, uh, I've, I've got the Panthers by six, but I don't think it'll be a huge scoring game. Okay, uh, moving on. Friday night. 6 p.m. What have we got happening, Mitch? Yeah, so Storm playmaker Cameron Munster returns after missing two games with a finger injury, and that's an amazingly fast return, if I'm honest. Jonah Pazetz goes to the reserves uh, bench. Halfback Jerome Hughes heads up to the judiciary on Tuesday night to see if he can downgrade that dangerous contact charge. Should he be successful, he will line up against the Tigers, but if found guilty, he's going to miss two games, meaning Pazet could come back in. West Tigers, a major positional shift with Adam Doing going from 5'8 to fullback, which actually happened during the game against the Bulldogs. Brandon Wakeham taking the number six jersey. Charlie Staines goes to the wing and David North for Luma. That's another big one, drops to the reserves. Mm. I, I Puppy is back from suspension to bolster the back line. And uh, Dane Laurie makes his comeback via the bench. Alex Seafarth has been added to the bench at the expense of Joe Offer. Hooker Jake Simkin has listed among the reserves as he works his way back into the team after concussion injury against the Knights in round two. Thanks, Mitch. Well, look, uh, let's talk about Adam Dwahi because we have concerns, right, guys? Like, he 
is he's dropped some points. He had a bad game last round. He had bone bruising on the foot, Mitch. And he got yeah, a, that's right. He got a 33, so we're not. he's not killing it. And he's been moved to fullback. Owners... Uh, should they be concerned, Mitch? Like, like what, with what we saw, I, I'm pretty sure you're, you watched that game, right? Uh, I watched bits of it, and it just—I think—I think really it's to do with the bone bruising and the fact he was moved to fullback. That we saw that drop in points, and you know, if if this does continue, he actually looks to be a bit of a sell because once he is in that fullback role, we do know his points tend to drop off quite a bit. I like it. So, with that in mind, you know, uh, and. And Mitch, do you have anyone in particular who you'd be looking to trade down to? You know, 750k or so, Mark, that, that you figure pretty safe, Mitch? Uh, I think Reynolds is around that price point, isn't he? Or is he a little bit more expensive? No. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So, Adam Reynolds would be a good option. Or you could cash down and save some real money and get uh, uh, Sean Johnson. Excellent. Who is still at uh, 646. So, you're off the never own Sean Johnson train? I didn't say I'm getting you. I'm just suggesting other people should. Gotcha. No problems at all. Like it. Okay. Next guy that we've got to talk about, uh, Sean Bloor. Guys named on the bench again. He's just a straight sell unless something happens to IPAP or Bateman like they die or, you know, do a Harold Holt. So, guys, it is time to sell Bloor. Brent Naden, guys, I know I talked to him about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he copped a bit of an injury after his 50, but he's popped back this week with a 61 in a team that got absolutely slapped. So he returned to full fitness. And he looks like the most likely in this back line, I'll be completely honest. He's got the points to back it up. It's got a bit of a good offload and seems to be really keeping those effort markers this year, guys. With that in mind, uh, he's one of the one of the few good Tigers to own, DPP. And any interest in Brent Naden? Um, with such a shortage of, you know, good centers um, this year, Potentially, although a lot of those points I'd say were probably from his intercept, uh, which would have been and try, mm-hmm. which I think was full field, wasn't it? Um, so there would have been a lot of points in there. So I mean, still after all that, it's quite solid. Yeah, um, I so, got yeah. a fifth against the Tigers with no try. Yeah, this is where I made yeah, it there. Okay, there you go. So and no, no yeah. try, no try assist. So. Yeah, I think if you're desperate or you're looking for a center to replace one that's underperforming, is a, a spicy look in for sure. The only risk is he's on the Tigers, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That, that that is always the issue there. Uh, look, next guy we've got to talk about moving to the Storm, Joshy King, 41. So he's back to form for Josh King. He's one of those guys who's just, he's not a necessary PPM stud. So for me, he's one of those guys who's not a buy unless we see more from him this week. I'd, I really want to watch him this week, see if he can break that 50 score. If not, I would be getting off Josh King. Last guy we I want to talk about, Trent Hero. Got a 29. He was a down week with less impact. Now, hard part was is that, of course, uh, Eli Katoa got all the good ball because with Jerome Hughes, but Cam Munster's back this week, which means that he'll be playing right next to Cam Munster. So for me, he's got a break even at 23. He's playing a bad side. Trent Liero is a hold. So do we either of you two own Trent? Uh, I don't know. Definitely not. No? No, Okay, fair enough. Well, look, as the only owner, I will definitely be holding until I hear otherwise. So looking at the other side of the ledger, though, Eli Katoa, he doubled the score, Mitch. 58. What's doing? Mate, Eli Katoa, he really looks the goods. Now, as you listed here, he certainly has been the beneficiary 
of Jerome Hughes being on his inside and setting up some of those runs, but I do just feel that being on a team like the Storm, and I know they haven't been quite as good as they've been previously, that he, he looks the goods. So Ionelli Katona, it's still not quite too late to get on him. Uh, but if you own him, he's definitely a hold. That's it. Look, he, he's one of my buys of the week. Like, if you don't have Eli Katoa yet, and a lot of people do, hop on. Uh, other guys we want to, want to talk about, a guy pushed out a big score, Stefano Udo Ikemanu, minus three uh, keeping because he got a 57. I sold him. No. Oh, you gosh, sold him dude. when? He I hasn't had a bad game. No, because I was like, oh, I was lucky. Got me some cash. Okay, let's get out. Oh, I he, got burnt last year. I just couldn't handle it. Fair enough. Look, I, I understand. Oh, this I just give you PTSD. But look, he made <laughs> everyone who held him a ton of cash. So, Mitch, yeah, with well. that in mind, he's at 470-odd K with uh, minus five break-even starting prop. Are we interested, Mitch? I'm certainly interested. The only thing I'd caution people is the Tigers are really struggling and there might be more changes to come. But certainly the three games we've seen, he has made... Uh, the sort of points we saw in 2021, you just got to be careful because on a team that is struggling, there can be further changes. So you might be safe with someone like a Garner. I know he plays edge, but he's on a team that's unlikely to bench him or restrict his minutes. The other one we got to quickly talk about is Tommy Talau. Um, what do you do? Well, again, he's a winger on a team that's not performing. And he's, he's got a broken nose. nose. He's back in two weeks. He, he was a sell last week. After the first week seeing him play, I would think he was a sell. So... Oda Kamano, if you're willing to roll the dice and you want something a little bit spicy, there definitely is value there, but there is some risk. And Talao, that's a straight-up sell. Easy. Ants, let's talk about a guy that we really do want to own. Harry Grant, scored a 70. Is he an option for captaincy or vice-captaincy this week? Oh, against the Tigers, he is. He'll um, expose that ruck. Like, you just see him. He just um, runs out of dummy half so much and catches the markers off guard so quickly. So you're getting those line breaks and offloads, uh, especially against the Tigers. They're, they're going to struggle against someone like Grant, um, especially near the try line where um, defense looks pretty rickety for the Tigers. So I reckon expect him to score a try or maybe set up a couple, a lot of tackling and line breaks as well. So I reckon he's probably a good captain. If you're not going to captain, maybe a vice captain. Um, in terms of him or, or Reese Robson, look, it's really a toss-up. Both are playing like out of their skins, but for Merrick and Grant's probably a sol- more solid option. Um, he, yeah. he, he, he certainly drinks more of that attacking milkshake. Like I saw that he got a few line dropouts and a couple of tries. So in his 70, so I do like it. Yep. Okay. How about the other end, mate? Will Woolbrick with a 13. I know a lot of us stunk up that score last week. What are we doing with him? Um, I reckon just hang on to him. He's, well, he hasn't... I don't think we've seen him score yet this year, have we? No. He, no, he hasn't. No. So, they haven't really been attacking down that side of the wings. They've been going to the... He's right edge, isn't he? They've been going left a lot. Um, I think he had quite a, a couple of errors. Um, I'll just hang on to him. He's a quality player. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's need to be worried about him just yeah. yet. And look, I think Eli Katoa, I don't think he's a huge fan of passing the ball. No. So, <laughs> so I think that's the other half of that issue there. But fair enough. We'll, we'll go for that. And look, Appy Corusia, speaking the other side, uh, another hooker, started this week, only got a 47. 
What are we thinking about Appy? Are we just waiting for him to bottom out? Yeah, I reckon just wait for him to bottom out, just because he's on a team that looks pretty lost around um, Appy. He's always looking around, but no one wants the ball. Um, so he's usually taking on he's, uh, taking on a lot of workload on, but he's not getting those points that we saw last year with the Panthers that um, would really bolster his score. So I reckon just wait. Wait for him to bottom out, and you know, hopefully the Tigers click with his play style, and then if you get on him at the right time, he might start getting more points. Awesome, appreciate it. Okay, well, with that in mind, guys, uh, I think we talked about everyone that we need to. Obviously, we want to wait for Cam Munster for a few weeks. He will also drop rapidly in price. So, Mitch, who have you got winning this one? I got something a bit spicy here, guys. I got the Tigers by ten. Whoa, what's what's the deal? I just think they got to bounce back and they have a good record against the Storm. They do. They certainly have a record of pushing them to the limit, right? Yeah. I just, I think if they're not going to do it this week, they're never going to do it. Fair enough. Look, Ant, how about you? Yeah, I like it. Tigers by four. Alex Twile to score under the post. Let's go. Jeez, we're going for unicorn (laughs) points here. Wow. Oh, look, I've, I've with um, Munster back, if Hughes is playing too, I've got the Storm by about 20-odd. I reckon Grant will have a field day through the middle and Munster will have work well off the back of that. Excellent. Okay, let's get to the Friday night game. I wouldn't have said at the beginning of the season that these two teams would be first and second, Broncos and Dolphins. So for the Dolphins, Felice Cafusi has been named to Willie Feist's charge tonight. We'll find out where that happens. Origin prop, Jared Wallace makes a welcome return because he missed last week. No other, uh, Kurt Donahue drops to reserves. For the Broncos, same 17 men. Kobe Hetherington is finally listed amongst the reserves as he works his way back. That's about it. So, guys, I'm going to kick us off. Look, Hammer. Uh, Hammer, so Tabuai Fido. 38 this week. Another decent week. Just ride until we can hop off at a good destination for a good central wing fullback wherever you're playing him. Stags, guys, though, the other side of the coin, 66 with two tries. Now, I know we've... Some people might want to get on Stags this week. I get it. He did flip his break-even around this week because his break-even was 50 after a couple of poor weeks. But just remember those poor weeks before, guys. I wouldn't necessarily be jumping all over him this week unless you expect him to go absolutely ballistic because at 492k, break-even at 23... Last couple of times, he has cracked below 20. So I'd wake one more week on Stags, make sure that he has found that purple patch. Reese Walsh, guys, though, interesting. He was minus two at halftime, and he came from the clouds, two tries, you know, try assist, all sorts of actions, ended up with a 51. So he scored 53 points in a half. Are we interested in Reese Walsh? Mitch? I was definitely interested in him last week. I'm just bringing up his price now because uh, he's on a team that really looks the good. So, Reese Walsh, 5.69. Oh, he's probably a little bit out of reach for me right now. This is probably the last week or so to get on him, but we said it last week, Stu, this Broncos team's really clicking and they, they certainly look the good. Just remembering that Reese Walsh did score a couple of tries last game, so a bit like Lachlan earlier a fortnight ago, he's very dependent on those big attacking stats. I'm just going to confirm that there was, in fact, two tries. Yeah, he, scored two, uh, he scored two tries last week. He scored two tries, so just be careful of that. 
I do think week to week he's going to be a fairly good performer, but at 569K, I'm probably not interested. I don't think the cash is there, and I do think there'll be a bit of inconsistency, and I'm sure Anthony can speak to the risks of that being a Lachlan Ilias owner right now. Uh, yep, okay, yeah. so fair enough. Well, look, let, let's, let's go to Ian anyway, because uh, we'll get to uh, Isaiah Katoa, 25. So, mate, what are we thinking? Um, if you don't have him or you need a bit of a cheapie to uh, get pick up like a half because, as you know, we've got buy rounds this year and you need at least a good backup uh, for at least most positions. Uh, I reckon Katoa, he's a bit of a slow burn, so he's just going to kind of grind some cash up for you. Um, eventually, you can just trade him out for someone different. can be anyone. Um, yeah, there's not really much to him. He's just going to get better, though, so... Just hold on to him if you've got him. Awesome. Okay, uh, and Paddy Carrigan, 51, only just came in after that wisdom tooth infection. How are we feeling about Paddy Carrigan, Ant? He's he's averaging really well this season, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, points-wise on the weekend, he wasn't doing great. And then right at the end, that last 10 minutes where they put the sword to the dragons, he really started racking some points up. Um He's just a great pick if you've got him. Um, good option if you um, di- uh, point a difference for Cotter or anyone who owns the Cyphedes. Um So good to trade to Carrigan. Um, because, like Mitch said, Broncos are looking fantastic this year. Um, yeah, he's just going to get more points and get better, I reckon. Awesome. Yeah, no, definitely agree there. Carrigan, I wasn't sure on him, which is why I went with Haas, but he's actually done very damn good. But... S- uh, look, I know that we, we've cut Payne Haas, bitch, but we still love him, right? There's no point talking about him. If you don't own him, you're a, you're a nugget. Get on him. Payne Haas is the goods. One Excellent. of the better captain options for this year. Excellent. Well, look, let's talk about another guy that we have talked to. We've got to talk about each week simply due to the fact that he's very relevant this week, Adam Reynolds. Look, he's probably one of the most consistent half performers in the league. I still don't have him because I do think he's at an injury risk, but I hate it less if you have him week to week. He's got a huge forward pack that's protecting him, giving him heaps of time to kick and have his way with opposition teams. He's probably a little bit safer than I thought and uh, certainly a good option to players like Cleary or uh, Cherry Evans, but at a, a slightly lower price. That's it. I like it. I, I really like Reynolds this week. If you have Dwahi, you're getting off. Adam Reynolds, I reckon, is a great option out, or SJ, but Reynolds has that floor to him, which I like. Speaking of guys without flaws, though, Ray Stone, rock bottom. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, coming off that ACL, I think there has been a bit of a drop in performance as far as uh, his endurance and the minutes played, but I might throw this one to Anthony. Uh, eight points, mate. What are you thinking? <laughs> Yeet <laughs> Get rid of him Have you sold him yet? Uh, no is that the I don't plan? know who to sell him for <laughs> The plan is to somehow get rid of him I'm not sure if I should use him to like Help me trade up another player With a different uh, Someone trading someone else at the same time Or finding some cheapy to kind of Sidestep into um, Just let me What's his price point actually? Um uh, 267k has made your total oh, geez, $10,000 this year. Yeah, look at that. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of options, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll have to figure that one out this week. But he has to go. He certainly has to go. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, race tone. I just think that unless something happens to Gilbert. And look, we did chat chat briefly about Tom Gilbert, guys. The reason why I need to chat about him is because he's actually been drinking all the milkshake. So he's, he's increased in price. He's averaging 53, guys. DPP middles averaging 53. Uh, are people interested in Tom Gilbert this week? Mitch. Uh, not this week, mate. I'm really looking at Luke Garner, so I'm not getting on Tom Gilbert just yet. Are you interested at all? I, I kind of am. Like, if, if I was in the market for a middle, like, my middles are pretty solid at the moment. You know, I, I went very big on them. But if I was if I was looking for a middle or an edge this week, I'd certainly be considering uh, him. I'd have, uh, as an edge, I'd have Katoa and Teak Wilton above them. But as, as a middle with some value, I reckon Tom Gilbert's probably got still got 100K in him. So, but you better get on his break-evens 25 this week, and I think he'll do plenty of work against the Broncos. Awesome. I, I know we wrote him off the early season irrelevant, but it, it seems he wants to prove us wrong, right? 53. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, let's let's look at the scores here. And what have you got, mate? Broncos by 10, fins down. Ooh, Mitch? Uh, I'm going Dolphins by two. Oh, all the spicy picks this week. I, I've got a big blad here. I've got the Broncos by 22, especially if Felice Kafusi is out. So moving on, uh, we get to the Saturday game. There's only two games on the Saturday this week, guys. Bit of a weird matchup. So we have Cowboys versus Titans, 5.30. Mitch, what's happening? Okay, a change in the forwards with Griffin Neem to start a prop in place of Ruben Cotter. Veteran prop James Tamo joins the bench. Tom Chester keeps the fullback job in the absence of Scott Drinkwater. Forward Mitch Dunn made his way back to the field last week in Queensland Cup, having recovered from his ACL injury and could be a chance to come into the squad later in the week. On the Titans side of the ball, we have a, who had a strong win over the Storm. Coach Justin Holbrook has named the same 17-man squad. Chris Randall again takes hooker duties off Sam Verrills. Awesome. Uh, I might kick this one off, guys. Tanner Boyd. So, in a side that won and Tanner Boyd kicking uh, seven goals, I'm a little bit disappointed with the 42. That, that to me, is quite a disappointing score. Hopefully, he can have a good week this week against the Cowboys. But, Stu, I'm thinking he could potentially be a sell if he can't get it going this week. Yeah, well, look, they got the round, uh, the by five, sorry, the round five by. There we go. Uh and so, yes, for me, it's very much a make or break for Tanner Boyd for me this week. Mitch, uh, sorry, Anna, you on? Yeah, I've got Tanner Boyd. I was just thinking the other day who a good sidestep to was um, as a half. I can't remember. He had a similar price point. It, it, it it's not Lachlan Elias, um, I hope. <laughs> no, it's not. I've got him. <laughs> oh, no. Now, um, oh, we can it's Joshy Schuster. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. Yeah, look, good one. I like Josh Schuster, so we'll be watching him this week. He could actually be a good exit uh, strategy. Still DPP, just doesn't cover hooker. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, look, I'll definitely be working to get rid of him. Speaking of guys who we want to see something from this week, Ant, David Fafita, 46 points. By coming up next round, what are we thinking? If you were an owner, what would you be doing? Um... I'd be pretty nervous if he's getting 46s uh, because he's just such an expensive player. It's one of those things where you either marry marry your bags and kind of go down with the ship with an expensive player or you just try and cut him loose and um, 
uh, take crystallize your losses. So I reckon just maybe hang on to him, see how he goes this week. Um, and yeah, because he's got the buy, he might need to cut him during the buy if he keeps underperforming. Yep. Look, let, let, let's see how it goes this week. Hopefully, the weather's not too hot in Northern Queensland. He can get a good run in. But I, I would certainly, be, as an owner, I'll be watching real hard this week whether you want to get off or not. And look, I've got a few guys to talk about. Uh, obviously, Cotter is gone. Uh, but look, Reese Robson, we'll talk real quick about him. But he got 74. He was making me doubt my choice with Grant after Grant got a 70. Robson pulled it out. So he's a quality player. Get on. He's only 6% ownership. He's still a lot cheaper than Harry Grant, which is what we really like to see. So I would certainly recommend Reese Robson to everyone. So he's about 90 grand cheaper. Uh, guys, guy we want to chuck a star on is Tina Fasula Malawi. We, he's dropping a chunk of cash, so we want to pick him up when he bottoms out after the buy. If, if you're looking for that final middle forward. Cam Pereira, AKP. Finally, the score that people wanted with a 38. So, guys, you finally made money with Cam Pereira last week. So, <laughs> you made 14 grand. So, he's back to $4,000 more than he paid for him when he started. He will have a really low break even this week. You can get on. He's up against a very good wing pairing, though, this week. I can't see him getting another double. So, start thinking about if anyone else pops up as a good option, you might want to get off Khan. Pereira. Jeremiah and I, we've got to talk about him just real briefly because he's still dropping a chunk of change. He's turning his break even, but we, again, chucking star. And Val Holmes, real quick. He's not breaking the internet, but he is keep beating his break even. He's one of the best center options for this year. So, guys, if you want to set and forget center, Val Holmes, still quality, 47 kicking goals. Now, guys, I've got the I've got the Cowboys by 14 for this one. I'm expecting a big blowout week because I think the Cowboys will probably have to come to Jesus talk this week after starting really poorly. And I'll be honest with you, the Titans, they got lucky last week because the storm sucked. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, I got Cowboys by 24. We and? Cowboys 16. Well, there we go. So Titans to win this one. Now, we get to the other Saturday game. 7.35, we've got the Rabbitohs versus the Seagulls. Ant, what's doing? Yep, so Ford Harmacelle Fale HIA last week is ruled out under the NRL's new mandatory 11-day stand-down protocol. Uh, meanwhile, Jason Dimitri has been dealt more blows in the forward stocks with Shaq Mitchell suffering a foot injury on Friday and hooker Damian Cook revealing, revel, revealing Tavita Totolo is out for a couple of weeks with a knee issue. Um, Daniel Saluka Fafita comes into the starting side along with Jacob Host, who has recovered from a calf injury. Blake Taft joins the bench after he was 18th man last week. And with the Seagulls, Seabold goes with the same squad that down the Eels to open round three. Boys Tarnail, Paseca, and Josh Alloway both accepted fines for dangerous tackles against the Eels, so they will take their place. Oh, they'll probably be giving it to Matter all night about that. Hey, we paid our fine. So the let, let me kick him real quick. Michael Cheekham, guys, if you bought him for some dark miracle, if you bought him a few weeks ago, now is time to get off uh, because he's on the bench this week. Uh, Jacob Host is coming to the main side. You could hold for one week, make a little bit more cash, but really like start thinking about an exit plan. I knew a few people into him at Davy Moali. He got a 22 last week, but with both starting forwards out this week, they're like, oh, 
Look, if you already own him, hold him. Do not buy him, though, because Moali has shown that he is just the king of the bad school. You cannot trust him. Him and Daniel Saluka for feet are both. Speaking of Totola, look, chuck a star on him because he is dropping serious change after his HIA earlier and now uh, is lower score this week due to his injury. And look, Joshy Schuster, another guy I want to watch this week. And Mitch, that calf, we really want to watch, see how well he runs this week, yeah? Yeah, I just don't like the recurring nature of it. I'll probably be staying away, to be honest. Yeah, I'm hoping that at the end of the game it was a cramp. So, but yeah. It, it probably was, but it just speaks to the vulnerability of that area. Gotcha. Well, look, I it would definitely watch him this week, but I do not have him as a buy because he hasn't busted open his break even yet. Guy who has, though, Kian Kalomatangi, 75, and I reckon he's looking like a candidate for edge of the year. So he's nearing peak dollars even so. But if a star player gets injured, I wouldn't mind anyone bringing Kian Kalomatangi at the moment. He's really punishing opposition teams, Ant. Yeah, he, he really is. Um, I think he scored a try on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Just pounded yeah. over. Yeah, so 75 with just one try. Like, geez, that's some really good stats. Um, yeah, def- definitely agree with your assessment, though. Yeah. Be getting on him, like, maybe later in the year. Um, if he's nearing uh, peak doll- uh, peak price. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Speaking of a guy who's near peak price but still looking good, Campbell Graham, Mitch, 66, no tries. What's doing? Uh, mate, I, I think he's probably the form center of the competition right now. He looks the good as far as the eye test goes. He's got fantastic base stats, which is what you basically said with the no tries. Uh, the only issue right now is he's probably fully priced out. But if we're looking to build towards a high-quality center moving forward, I think... Um, Campbell Graham is probably one of the better ones in the competition. So, And the other thing I'd say is a lot of the attack does go down that side these days. So I, I think you know he might not be a buy now, but if you did have the cash to grab him, why not? Excellent. Uh, speaking of guys uh, on the flip side, though, Daily Chair Evans, 34. I'm going to say it was a blip in the radar. Probably my only concern is that Manly was bloody dominant in that game. And uh, usually Cherry Evans will pop out 50 to 60 points irrespective of how Manly goes. I'm actually just bringing up Cherubin's stats from the game now just to have a little bit of a look. The main thing that has been down, it's been down for the first two games this year, Stu, uh, is his kick meter. So in 2022, we saw his kick meters were in the five and 600s. This year, he's been in 300s. And I think that's primarily because Schuster has started drinking some of that milkshake. Uh, and, and they and suck less. At- they're running the ball more. Like, like as, as dumb as it sounds, you don't need to kick at the end of the set. If you score a try. <laughs> this is it. And because he didn't score three tries with, you know, a try assist and a field goal, that's 30-odd points right there. And he's not going to have that every week. Uh, so I, I think the the answer is 34 is probably on the lower end. But just based on his uh, baseline stats, looking at them now, he's had, you know, 17 to 20 tackles each game. Uh, two games, a fairly differing meters gain, but but the kicking meters have been fairly fairly solid. He might actually be a mid forty to low fifty player with Schuster in, uh, because it's the first time in a while we've seen a half that could actually take a bit more of that milkshake off him. So, I maybe would. I think you got to see one more week before you get out on him, knowing that Schuster could go down at any minute, and suddenly Cherry Evans will drink all the milkshake. But I, I think that's chuck a star and just see what happens there. Excellent. 
Okay, and Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, so Latrell, I said it last week. I didn't. I didn't think there was huge cause for concern with his PCL injury, given he was able to play. He looked a little bit off his game, but every week he's able to play, he's going to be a little bit better. And we do know they can play with those PCLs. And as I said, he has looked the goods this year. I personally will not be getting on him because of those injury risks and suspension risks. But Latrell's not a bad buy. Certainly, if you have him, I would hold. If you don't, probably wait a little bit. Awesome. And look, let's let's flip over the other side. And Turbo, do you own Turbo? No, but I versed uh, Nick's wife Josie this week, who captain Turbo, and that ultimately <laughs> sunk me. Oh, mate! So look, Turbo seventy. Are we thinking needs to buy this week? Oh, it's really hard to say. Like everyone's saying, Turbo's back. Turbo's back. Um, he looked really good though. Like he's just so big. Like when he's running it close to the line, like you just can't stop him. Um, if you've got the cash, definitely. Um, it's just you never know with the injury, right? Like yeah, he went all that rehab in the US, but there's always that. It's gonna uh, overshadow every week to week. And if you know he goes down, it looks like he's got a cramp. Everyone's you're going to think he's injured and have a heart attack. So, um, and there's also Origin to consider. So, you're going to have to have some backup for him at that that point. Um, but yeah, it's d- definitely have a look at buying him this week. Mitch, is it turbo time? Did you like what you saw? I did like what I saw, but I didn't see him running off the ball, which makes me nervous. Uh, I'm going to wait one more week, and it's primarily because I don't have the cash, but it, it's. It's probably not the worst time to get in on him. I'm going to wait one more week, though. Fair enough. Look, I must say, like the more that I look at Turbo, I'm thinking it might be Turbo time for a lot of our home listeners. Uh, simply due to the fact that the wing fullback is an absolute shocker this week. His break-even is pretty low. Though he is against Souths, it is a quality team. So you can afford to probably wait a week. So uh, personal preference here if you've got the cash, but... Yeah, there's not many there's not many stellar wing fullbacks rolling around. I, I wouldn't mind Pip getting on spicy pick. But with that in mind, guys, look, I am going to do another spicy pick. I'm going to say that the Seagulls are going to win this one by 10 because they're looking good. How about you, Mitch? Uh, I've got Rabbits by 8. I think they're a fantastic side and I still think Manly's a little bit overrated. Fair enough. And? Rabbits by 6. Um, with the passing of John Sattler, they'll... Um... They'll come out and play for him. Excellent. Let's let's hope so. So well, it'll be really interesting actually to see this game whether the Seagulls are pretenders or not because Souths are a good side. So, okay, let's get to one of the three Sunday games. Mitch, Warriors versus Bulldogs. What's happening? Mate, so the Warriors versus the Bulldogs, we've got fullback Charles Nickel Clodstad back from a head knock, thank gosh. Uh, so youngster Tane Tupiki returns to the reserve list. Forward, Jackson Ford, also returns from a head knock in the second row. Hooker Wade Egan is out with a head knock, replaced in the starting side by Freddie Lussick, and back rower Mitch Barnett has been sidelined with a neck injury. The Bulldogs have the luxury of naming the same 17 that got the job done against the West Tigers. Uh, Braden Burns named 18th man after Josh Reynolds filled that role on Sunday. Tengai Jr.'s calf injury looks to set to sideline him for at least one more week, so that's oh. been a bit of a niggling one for him. Well, I reckon they're probably also, if they were losing, like if they were 0-3, and three, they'd probably be like, oh, come back, mate. But if they're, if they're doing really well, they want him fully fit, right? Like, raring to go. 
This is exactly right, but I do think that they need that big that that proper forwards rotation to start start sorting out that uh, fifteen to twenty minute drop off that we're seeing at the end of those games because that is cause for a concern. Oh, for sure. So and we spoke about it at the start of the year. They're a big team with small engines. They need that rotation going to to get things going, which might lead me into the first one, which is uh, young Preston. Stu, you called this one fifty four minutes. Big or fifty-four points, sorry. Yeah. Big minutes with thirty-six tackles, thirteen points in meters gain. That's some serious base stats there. He's got the full eighty minutes, so clearly in the coach's good books. And I'm going to give it away now. He's my boom for the week. He's a must buy at this point. I've got a huge buy rating on him. Must buy. Stop what you're doing. Stop the podcast. Pull over the car. Put down the set of weights at the gym. Go and buy him. He's making money. He's already made a ton of money. He made me. What seventy grand last week? Yeah, go and buy. Wow, that's that's good. That means I made seventy grand too. That's it, exactly. You wonder how these team values get up? It's it's through guys like this. He's probably got. He could double in price. He's three sixty k, but seriously, at least probably another two hundred grand even from what we've seen. Uh, guys, another guy scored big last week. Tim Murray Martin. A lot of people jumped off after some poor scores. Mitch pulls out a fifty two against the Cowboys. What's doing? Uh, that's quite annoying. I mean, I jumped off him a couple of weeks ago. I actually didn't catch this game, Stu, so I'm going to actually throw this back to you. What are your thoughts on Tamari? Uh, for those who do have him, I mean, 52 points, his break-even's got to be pretty tasty now. Yeah, he's got a break-even of three. If you own him, absolutely 100% hold. I'm not sure it's the breakout game that we're looking for, though. He did get quite a few good try assists there, and they were, I'll be honest with you, they look pretty smoked, the Cowboys there. Like, I'm listening to most of this game via radio. I was out at the lovely Allura Beach at the time and this was all going on. Caught a little bit on KO while my daughter was down running in the sand. So, but look, he looked good. If you own him, hold on and then just, just find an exit point in a few weeks. Uh, but I would not buy him because I, I can't guarantee this is not just an aberration. I would say it is based on what I saw the first two weeks because I did watch those games and I think... If you held him, lucky you. But if you didn't, don't chase the dragon. That's it. Just definitely do not buy him back in like now, I did with Billy Walters chasing, last year. Uh, oh, geez, that was good. Speaking of chasing <laughs> the dragon, because I'm thinking of doing it, uh, Alamotti, Anthony, what are you thinking at 50 points? Should we should we get on him? Because I was one of those idiots who got uh, Harley Smith Shields because I froth over the Raiders. Uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I already got him because I believe there's a lot of people on Alamotti already based on the percentage ownership. Uh, he had a couple of weeks where he was just a bit undercooked, but this week, like you said, he punched out a 50. So if you've got him, hang on to him. He's owned um, by 50% of the league. My God. Yep, exactly. So 50% of us are, are really intelligent. You fall in the other category. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, um, I'm going to make that worse for you, mate. 63.17% of active players. That's people who play week to week, right? Have him. There you go. Yeah, I think I need to bring him in. If you don't have him, get him in. Bulldogs are looking hot. Um, yeah, he and he, he plays it next to the Fox, right? He does. Yeah, so he's either going to get a try assist from just passing into the Fox or he's going to score himself. Well, I mean, that right side looks just as good. Avarillo and Carraz are nothing to sneeze at either. No, yeah, yeah. Carraz is actually top in Dally M, so... Yeah, so he bloody well should. He's an absolute stud. Yeah, and then I've got here uh, Hayes Parham, 41. Um, he's looking a lot better. I know a lot of people did have him uh, 
starting the season in the wing fullback role. Um, look, he'll just probably stick around this for a bit, but if you're looking for a cheap wing fullback, I reckon Hayes Perham's what you're after. Um, Would you take him over Sloan this week? If you had two people, you had Sloan mm, in one corner, Hayes Perham in no. the other, who are you choosing Sloan. out? Sloan every day. That, he, that kid can play, man. Things happen around him. How about you, Mitch? Oh, I think you go Hayes just because he's on the better team. But Anthony is right. I think Sloan's the better player. Excellent. Okay. I think I might actually end up with both this week just so I can uh, have my uh, have my cake in it too. I, I, seriously, I bought every edge to start this year because I couldn't work out, you know, I was pretty sure who was the best, but I was, couldn't guarantee it. So I bought everyone. And, I, you know, with trades this year, you can sell them. So I might buy both. But if I had to buy one... This week, guys, Hayes Perham did look pretty good, eh? Yeah, I thought he looked fantastic. Yep. I really did. I thought he looked dynamic out the back. And this Bulldogs team looks good for 65 minutes. Not sure about the other 15, though. That's it. Well, I think they're adapting to Panthers ball, you know, players in motion. I think they just run out of gas because uh, they're probably just lacking a bit of that fifth play finish, which means they're on the back foot more than the Panthers are. So, but the, look, the players in motion for that first 60 minutes, that looks good, huh? Oh, it looks very, very, very good. Excellent. Guys, I'm going to dispatch a couple of guys real quick. Wade Egan, 53. He looks really good. He's in my draft side. I kind of wish I bought him early in the season. He looks really good. HI, he's out for one week. He seems on a bit of a tear. There is no one taking a spot in this side. I would hold. Jazz Tavanga, guys, 64. Huge PPM, 64 with a try in 42 minutes. That's very jazz, but I think that he's priced out, right? Six, you know, he's in the 650k already. So just just hold off. Don't get too excited. Now, guys, Ryan Sutton. It's time to hop off the Sutton train with a drop in output. He's around, his break even's raising up a little bit, and Tavita Pangai is back soon. You know, if you're looking to hop off, you could get on a guy like Stefano uh, in that price range, or maybe. You could jump up to a guy like Gilbert if you wanted to. Matty Burton, guys, 59, welcome return to form, but I want to see one more week because that try, he got a ton of points off that try, like that line break, you know, tackle bust, break through the line, jump over the line. It's great to see him run, but it was against the Tigers. Mitch, would you be buying Burton this week or waiting another? I wouldn't be buying Burton, period, not until he figures out how to play with this... uh Bulldogs team that he's got around him but I do think once his value does drop hopefully it does drop a little bit that he he's a very interesting pickup I, I just don't think he's quite worked out what he needs to be doing in that half roll you yeah that's it so I think I think he took his opportunities this week which is a little bit better but you're right and he's he's still look if he got him hold him his break even is 45 so he's not going to get away from us this week if he does turn around and get post another 55 right yeah, that's exactly right. So, and, you know, if he does get below, that drops a bit more. We can hop on. Uh, next guy we've got to talk in, yep, look, is Reed Money, 48. Demeris heard him again, but you can see the potential. I've got him in as another hold, but we just got to wait. We just want to see another really good game from Reed before we say that he's a keeper. Very, very last guy, Chance Nickel Clockstad. With only 28 break even, I'd say he's actually back to being a buy. Yes. Well, I mean, I picked him up uh, the week he got that HIA, but he looked the goods around one, so I'm going off that form, and I've, I've kept him in my squad, and I've actually named him in my 13 this week. 
that's it. Look, he's only he's only priced around so that, uh the twenty nine break price yeah, point. That's right. So yeah, I I think he'll be good to go. So I've I think that you can hop on there. I reckon he's a high thirty. I think you'll get a few tries around uh this Bulldogs middle this week too. I, I'd be very surprised if he didn't get one. Yeah. Maybe that's a Sean Johnson it. grubber through the back at about the sixty third minute, I'm calling it. <sighs> Wow, Nick, that's Nick, if you want a multi, there you go. Sixty <laughs> third minute. See. If you call it to the minute, mate, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that they pay at least three dollars. <laughs> All right, guys, I have for this one. I the Warriors look really good. I'm going to back the Warriors here. I'm going to back them by eight. Mitch, I don't hate that, but I got to go Dogs of All by ten. Excellent look. It's all attack versus all defense. It's the two ex Panthers coaches playing each other. It's hilarious. And what have you got, mate? Fl- split the difference. Oh, uh, Warriors by 10. Yeah, I'm e- happy with that. Excellent. You're joining me. Awesome. So, guys, let's get to the Sunday game, 4 or 5 p.m. So, we have the Knights versus the Raiders. So, Daniel Safedi has been named suffering a shoulder injury, uh, despite suffering that shoulder injury. Jaden Braley returns from head knock, and his break-even is very good. Uh, sorry, terrible, but we want to buy him soon. Tyson Frizzell has been named among the reserves. Could be a late inclusion. Greg Marzu takes over from Dom Young, who's been axed. Dom Young, axed. Leah Thompson moves from lock to prop. Jack Hetherington goes to the bench because he stunk it up. Utility Kurtman is back from shoulder injury at lock. Uh, Dylan Lucas is 18th man. For the Raiders, Josh properly is back. That pushes Emre Gula, the bench, Trey Mooney out of the side. Now, Zach Wolford replaces Danny Levi. who had that broken jaw in the starting lineup. So, and he's Zach Wolf will probably play the next eight to nine games. So, let me kick us off with this one. Guys, uh, I know a few of you will be excited over Tom Starling's 70 because he's a 70 point player if he plays all game. But with Zach Wolf back, guys, we pretty much know what Tommy Starling is and where he's priced at. So, avoid him. Uh, other guys can talk about Lee Thompson starting prop with the. Did really well last week, got a 51. If everyone else interested, he's 461k with a seven break even. I'd probably get Stefano, right, Mitch? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Stefano's the go at that at that price point. Yeah, look, I I know a few people have been like, oh, Leah Thompson is just like, well, if nothing else. That's a friggin' trap, that. Yeah, Saifidi is due back. Shortly. We've seen what Leo Thompson can be. He's, he just doesn't have the tank to do it, sorry to say. No, he's, he's look, he's had a couple of really good games for sure. But there's got a. We've also seen the talent threshold for, for Leo Thompson. That's kind of what I'm inferring. Yeah, look, I would actually go if you want to go someone. Matt Croker, he's got a 360k uh, with a nine break even. So I would actually move over to Matt Croker if you had to pick up sort of a cheap middle. Harley Smith Shields, Mitch, like me, you're an owner. Uh, are you looking to sell uh, this week? Uh, yep, I've already sold him. Who you sold to? Alamotti. Oh, problem solved. Excellent. Yes, if you don't have Alamotti, go and grab him. Harley Smith Shields. I'll just bump that percentage up a little bit, eh? <laughs> uh, and look, I'll I'll probably get off him, if not this week, uh, the next week. Uh, Jerry Tapane, he got a 56. Good return, even if he didn't huge minutes. Very Haas-like game where, you know, sort of came back on and really pumped his score late, which allowed me to get over the top of you in the head-to-head match. Yeah, so, that was sad. It was, but look, we we know what Joe Tapney is. He's a 
We're just waiting for that breakout game where he goes on a little bit more of a rampage, pushes into the 70s, but he's still scoring. He, he well. looks really good though, right? Yeah, he is. He's looking really good, I think. And I think once the side picks up a little bit more steam, we'll really see Tarpane move forward. Because I think, as dumb as it sounds, Papali will bring out the best because he'll take the hit up after Papali, right? That Well, that's right. They work as a bit of a, a tandem, so... Uh, I, I think he'll be a major beneficiary of that just as far as the rotation goes. And as you just said there, Stu, he sort of butters him up, doesn't he? Or butters up the opposition defense. That's it. A tougher forward pack, a, a more tired opposition, means because uh, Tarpane is one of the most attacking stats-based uh, elite props in the game. He's pretty much the opposite of Haas as far as that goes. So we, we really do want us the opposition tied and a bit strung out. Next guy we've got to talk about is Hudson Young. So he got a 60, which is great. He's also lost 144K, which we also really like. He's still got a high break even. So we want to pencil in Hudson Young pretty shortly because he is a quality player. Would he be someone that you want in your side? 629K, so he's down from he's down 142K. Uh, Mitch, would you be interested? Uh he just has tends to have these brain fart moments, though, where he, he can get suspended or sent to the bin. I'm just having a look at his stats because I think he had a couple of attacking stats that game. Uh, yeah, he did. He did. He got a lot. He got a line break. Three offloads, two turnover tackles, a line break, two tackle busts, one kick defused. It's just a little bit higher than normal. Hudson just hasn't quite looked himself, and if you take the turnover tackles and the line break out of it, he's actually down to 48 points, which is. What he's been pumping out, in fact, the earlier games, he obviously had 27-15. Uh, we know that he's a 50-pointer player game, but I, I want one more week like that, and, and I certainly won't lose my shirt over not getting yep. him next week. I, I think his break-even would be pretty high, wouldn't it, Stu? Uh, yeah, that, that's it. His break-even is, is still 60-odd, so we definitely want to wake a week for Hudson. So let's let's just keep a star on him, but we, we probably, like, you know, if he drops a bit more... He's, he's got to be by, like, if he drops below 600, I, I know. Anyway, I'm on at that point. Uh, speaking of guys that uh, are dropping in points, Jackson Hastings, mate, what's doing? Look, I, I had Hastings at the start of the year, but after watching one game with him, he did not pass the eye test, and we talk about how we bring the stats, the eye test, and the injury history all together. Just watching how he played and fit in with this side, I, I got straight out. I actually, from what I know have heard that he's on the outer as far as the playing group has gone. Uh, Gamble seems to be drinking more of the milkshake uh, than, say, Brooks was last year. And when you put those issues together and the fact that this Knights team is probably our wooden spooner for 23, uh, you just can't own him right now. So he hasn't lost a ton of cash now. So now's the time to get out. So if you own Hastings, whoever you're thinking of selling, he has to be the one I'd sell because... He, he could very well drop hard after this week. And I think they, they're going to sort of more focus on Gamble. I wouldn't be surprised if Gamble and Ponga became the halves if if the Knights were to lose this game. Uh, the other one we have, which you already sort of talked about, Stu, was Tommy Starling. So he had 70 points, but we, we know with where he's named what Starling is, and he's pretty well priced at that point. So at this point, we'll stay away from Starling. Which leads us to the last one, which is Lockie Miller and 63. So, Lockie Miller, he must have one of the best uh, ownerships in the league because he is a, an absolute stud. Uh, let me have a look at that. Miller is at... That's not coming up. Stu? Uh, 26%. There you go. They're not as bad as Alamotti. Not as high. 34% no. of active players. Yep. He's top 10. Oh. 
Yeah, you'd be silly not to own him. I mean, if you were listening to the pod before the season started, you were all warned to get on him, so there's not really much else to say. He looks fantastic yeah. in the in the fullback role at the Knights. He, he feels more solid than Ponga did. Like, I know Ponga had a bit of that uh, explosive flair, but you just feel like Miller is a better fit. And I don't want to be mean or anything, but the team looked better without Ponga in the side. They felt more structured when I watched them play the Dolphins. Um, yeah. Well, they certainly pushed the Dolphins a lot harder than I expected them they to. They did. Like, when you have Ponga at 5'8", it just doesn't really work as well as, say, having a dedicated 5'8", like Gamble. So, anyway. Awesome. All right. Well, look, last game of the weekend uh, involves two of our favorite clubs, Dragons and the Sharkies, guys. Dragons are above the Sharks at the moment, hilariously. And take us away with... Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. No, we've we got to do the Martins for this game, don't we? Yep. Who's going to, sorry, jumping ahead. Who's going to win? Knights versus Raiders. Mitch? Uh, I've got the Raiders. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and? Knights. Got, Knights. Knights by six by the look of that. Yep. And look, yep. I, I reckon the Raiders, uh, Raiders again, they don't look like they have too many points in them. So, look, I've got the Raiders by six. So, I reckon it'll be a tight one, though. Uh Looking at the last game, though, let's get to the Dragons versus the Sharks and take us away. All right, local derby. Rookie forward Toby Couchman returns after suffering a head knock in his debut game against the Titans in round two, so Michael Molo makes way. Veteran prop Aaron Woods and youngster Talatau Mona listed among the reserves, and let's keep it that way. Sharks, a huge in for Cronulla with star halfback Nico Hines, named to play his first game of the year after recovering from calf injury. Trindle has been named on interchange despite requiring some attention for an ankle complaint following their loss to the Raiders and Jack Williams goes back to 18th man. Awesome. Uh, so, who have you got first, Ant? Talk, take us away. Uh, I had Jack Bird, so he got a 47 and then before that he got a 52. Uh, a lot of people have thought to have a look in at Jack Bird as, you know, had the buy in round one, but now we've got a good look at him. So I feel like he's probably going to average around that. Dragons came out of the blocks against the Broncos quite um, heavy in attack and defense. So 47 isn't bad. I, I wouldn't expect him to get more than that. His break-even currently is 46. Uh, oh, sorry, 17. Actually, I've got the wrong stats there, sorry. Let me pull it up, Jack Bird. Uh, 44. So, yeah, I don't know. I reckon I'd just hold off on Bird. Um, like and we've all said, Dragons aren't exactly the most fantastic side this year. So, good and player. I kind of think what we're, yeah, and what we're seeing is probably what we're going to get for the rest of the year. He's pretty well priced out at that point. And, yep. and for a little bit of extra cash, you could get uh, Campbell Graham, which is exactly what you'd do. Yeah, and Campbell Graham, like you said, scoring big points, 66. That, like... Big points with no tries on a, on a great team. I think it's yeah. a bit of a no-brainer. Exactly. Uh, and as you said, Ants, Jack Bird, he's an awesome player, but he's on a team that can only play 60 minutes, a bit like the Bulldogs. That'll be a good game, Bulldogs versus Dragons, 60 minutes of pure entertainment. <laughs> 20 minutes, not so good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, or your team for hopes. The, the other option there, a bit, bit safer with the base stats. But, yeah, yeah, either way, I'm not a huge fan of Jackie Bird just at the moment until this team hits the straps. Uh, yeah, Definitely. Okay, mate, Nico Hines back this week. Should people be jumping on or should we be a bit cautious? 
Um, I reckon be cautious for now. I mean, he's priced. What was he priced at? He, if you've got cash to buy him, like I'm not even sure how you'd make that trade. Nine hundred eighty-four k. Jeez. Um, yeah, I would be waiting for this one. Um, Sharks have been looking really poor in defense. Like, how many points did they leak against the Eels? A lot, over thirty, I think. Um, so he could. He might stiffen up the defense. I doubt it. Um, he could only really approve their attack. Um, but yeah, I would just say wait for Nico Hines. I mean, if you can afford him and you don't have Cleary, maybe get on it as like a spicy pick. Um, but yeah, Cleary is a cheaper option. So yeah, I get on Cleary. I'll be honest with you. Uh, just just at a personal preference there because I think that Nico Mitch with that calf coming back and he's probably come back a little bit early due to the fact that the Sharks haven't started as strong as they want. We'd be a little bit worried, wouldn't we, right? I think you hit the nail on the head, mate. He's probably come back a week early. So, you know, you'd wait at least a week at this point. Sure, he might do a Cameron Murray and crack one out straight off the bat or Cameron Murray, I suppose, was the second week, but then be the breaks, you know. Stick to the oh, process. I'd wait a week. They've got a round six bye, if nothing else, right? Oh, Just wait. That's That seals the deal. Excellent. Mitch, who have you got? Uh, okay, so I've got Tyrell Sloan. Anthony said it really well early earlier. Things happen around Tyrell, or better still, he makes things happen. He's still a buy right now. He definitely looks the goods, and, and I can't see him getting dropped for this team. I keep saying it. Hook's career rests on Tyrell Sloan. Ben Hunt. So I was having a quick look at the stats with Buddy Sullivan. It looks like Sullivan's being played as a proper second half, which I actually think helped the Dragons' point of attack significantly hunt had 22 points i wrote him off at the start of the year now i'm writing him off again i refuse to talk about him for the rest of the season okay he's unless a, something massively changed excellent he's written off yep. hunt is yep. now written he's off. Done. if you see him you can delete him I, I i wrote him off at the start of the year and now it's like 22 points my god if i had got on ben hunt oh gosh <laughs> that would have been the worst so, so for the people at home, we have a bit of a run sheet, like a shared Google Doc we run off here, and some guys we write off. So if anyone sees them on the run sheet that someone else puts on there, we just we can delete them without without warning. So that's why sometimes if you hear me go, what about Bob? I was talking about Bob. I was like, oh, yeah, we wrote Bob off. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to me some weeks. Okay, look, speaking of guys we want to write off, Ben Murdoch Masala, 24 points. Not what we wanted to see, right? And? Yeah, I own him as well. So as you can, you tell, own DMM as well. Yeah, bad you saw week. Him play in the first, in the second round, man. You saw he didn't have the legs to do it. What are you doing? I didn't pick it. I picked him up before the season started oh. in emergency. But here we are. Race well, don't bear, man. Oh, oh, mate. oh, oh. And, like, and, and, and you sold that other guy. Oh, you did too. That was for Harris, though. So. And then you kept him awkward. Yeah, oh, look, but everyone no, no, captain. I, Hot I can't Hot blame people for captain. Hot. The people roll their ankles. I mean, injuries happen. But the fire. The trade. The trade itself wasn't bad. I'm just trying to think who I got as a cheapie in replacement. Okay, uh, hold on. The, the people at home. We'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah, no but worries. Look, speaking of guys that we so better Murdoch Masala is definitely wait a week. You don't need to sell him straight away, right? Because still making money. And if he pops out of 44, he'll then start generating cash. Just hold him till he either pops off or you get sick of him. I would only trade him to Preston if that's where you had the option. Speaking of guys, we probably need to trade Braden Trindle. 54, great. This is what we really wanted from him. However, he's been named, which is great. I said 17th man. This is not great. I had a look at his scores off the bench as an interviewing player. 
He's got about 10, 10 goes as an interchange player, and two of them are in the negatives, guys. Minus one and a minus three. And we're talking about like 10, 12 minutes a game, like 19 minutes is like his longest game off the interchange, guys. Like, if you look at this side, they've got Cam McInnes. They've got like all big minute players off this bench. So he's only playing if someone's leg falls off during the game. So for me, Braden Trill isn't necessarily an immediate sell. But if you can sell him to someone who will make money, do it. If you can't, if you've got a whole bunch of red dots and you just need to park Trinnell on your emergencies this week, do it. Just do not have him as a scoring player in your side. But there's one guy I really want to talk about, Teague Wilton. Now, he's a guy I really wish I started the year with, right? I did cut down on the top edges so I can buy all the cheap ones. And unfortunately, Teague Wilson got cut. But he's been gaining a lot of cash, guys. He is averaging 50. He scored 56 last week. And the stats, the stats on this guy, guys, let, let me just roll through it here. 41 tackles, two tackle breaks, two missed tackles, 176 meters run, one penalty. So that's just wow. 56 in all base stats. It's filthy. So he, he's averaging 50. He's only scored one try. If he scores a try, like, you know, in a couple of these games here, he's he's cracking up to like a 70, right? So, you know, with the tackle break, the line break, the try, whatever else that you get generally for most of those. So he's getting good ball. The Panthers looking to buy him is the rumor as well. There's certainly several clubs interested in his signature. So he's playing well enough that everyone is standing up and taking notice. So for me, I have a very strong buy rating. If you are selling Egan Butcher this week or a few other players that are, you know, stuffing up your team, I would say Teague Wilton is a great buy. Even if you're selling a middle, right, that you've got to sell a cotter or something, you could even buy Teague Wilton, move someone like Hopgood to your middles. I wouldn't mind that at all. With that in mind, Mitch, would you have any interest in Teague Wilton? I would if I had the cash. He was one of Nick's uh, predictions earlier on in the year, I think it was, Stu, and he said Wilton would be good, and he was right. So if you can get him, I think he's a nice little cut price keeper. Yeah, I've got to do a shout-out to Nick here. He picked SJ. He picked Chance, who got the HIA, but you can't predict and that. And Wilton. And Wilton. So I'm just... And we I'm... talked him off all of them. He could be leading. <laughs> he could be crying <laughs> right now at home. <laughs> but you know what? you got to have the confidence in your choices. So you got to back yourself. I yep. own him. So Nick sacked in. Uh, maybe that's why we're holding you back so that I can I can beat you. Anyway, guys, local derby. Ant, what have you got? I because I'm going to the game and I can't stand Sharks fans. I'm <laughs> praying that we win by at least eight. Oh, this is a uh, jubilee, isn't it? Yeah, it's the season ticket holder. <laughs> Speaking of the other season ticket holder, Mitch, what are you thinking? I'd like him to win, but I got Sharks by 16. Oh, fair, fair enough. You might need to sneak me into the game, fellas, to watch with you. Uh, I have, yeah, I've probably got the Sharks by 10 on this one. Excellent. Look, guys, we've got the Roosters with the bye. The answer is uh, Cheese. He's got a torn oblique, Mitch. Yeah, I saw that. I've actually had that injury, too. That's a, quite an annoying injury. So I'd expect him to be hampered by that for about three to four weeks. It would just see a bit of a drop in his performance. And as I said, from personal experience, it's just really difficult to to have any pace or, or lateral movement. So uh, my, my feeling is, and mine actually happened exactly the same way, although it was at Oztag and I wasn't you know, sent to the shadow realm by Felice Kafusi. But sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes when you're sort of tackled in around that area you can get like a little bit of like a 
almost like a cork to that area is what I would describe it as. It's not necessarily a tear so much as it is like if someone whacks your head and you get a bit of a split, the same sort of thing happens in your oblique. Long story short, Cheese will be not quite himself for about three to four weeks, which is kind of what we predicted for the ribs anyway, but it's good to have that info out there. Thank you, Cheese. I saw you said that at the end of your press conference on Friday night. Yeah, so look, I've I've definitely got Cheese as a sell here. Uh, Teddy is a hold because if you bought him, you bought him as a keeper. But Teddy is starting to drop into that price realm, ladies and gentlemen. So James Tedesco is currently at 674K. He's dropped that 100K as he generally does at the beginning of every year, right? Like this is the first fantasy year that I haven't owned James Tedesco at the beginning of the season. I'm glad because he's he's dropped all that money. <laughs> So with that in mind, guys, uh, would you pick up Teddy before Origin if he sort of dropped down to that sort of 600, 650 mark? And, or would you go turbo? Oh, man. Now, they're very similar price. There's 24K difference. Oh, jeez. Historically, Tedesco just rockets after Origin, doesn't he? He's he's Um, just complaining. Once the roosters get going, right? Yeah, I guess it be depends on how the Sea Eagles are tracking versus, say, the Roosters in their performance. If the Eagles are really going really well, and this isn't just like a one-off to begin with, maybe Turbo. If if the Roosters are still flagging, then, yeah, probably stay away from Teddy. But, again, he still performs around a crap team. Like It's really a flip of the coin, I reckon. Fair enough. But, yeah, it is. It is this week. I would. I would say, look, if you, I wouldn't sell James Tedesco if you got him. I'd say if you were buying this week, I'd buy Turbo and you know, wait for Teddy to drop. But yeah, if you're the twenty, the ceiling's much I'm, higher on Turbo, isn't it? Really, like if you're going to get on that train, probably sooner rather than later. Yes, that's it. Oh, look, if if he takes off, we know where the points can go on him, right? Because he he's just a guy who can score a bunch of points quickly. Yeah, whereas Teddy's more of an accumulator most weeks. He's not a bash over the try line type of guy. Uh, guys, Egan Butcher, for me, he's a little bit of sell, especially with the news Angus Crichton will be back sooner. So look, if you're going to sell, I would buy like a really good guy like Eli Katoa or Teague Wilton, which we've talked about. Uh, those are the two that I would really be interested in trading out for. Nat Butcher, guys, if you bought him, uh, Satili Tupanua is still a few weeks away. I'd probably hold Nat because his performance has been better. Same with Joseph Sawali, guys. If you own him, hold. Trust your own process. His eye te- the eye test he passes, man. He just He's just done a few silly things, but Joe Sawali is passing the eye test. Do not sell him. He looks really good. I know Nick and I had lots of conversations, and I think I'll be closer to, to being right that he'll hit his absolute peak in the next year, but my gosh, does he look good. He is looking very good. Uh, and I think he's he's learning as he goes, right? It's his first year at centre, guys. So give him a couple of weeks, play the process out, uh, play, let the roosters get better. So guys, we got booms of the week. Now look, I've still got uh, Preston. So Jacob Preston as the boom of the week because he will make you guys a ton of money. And when I say a ton of money, guys, let me just pull up him real quick because he's sitting on my side here. If he gets a 50 this week, Expect him to make somewhere between seventy and eighty thousand dollars, depending on how the rest of the league goes. Yeah. Oh. So, again, stop what you're doing. Go and get him in your squad. There is still time to make some money. They're playing the Warriors, so there will be plenty of like ball action in this game. You know. Okay, just say he has a shocker. He gets a twenty-five. You're still making close to fifty thousand dollars this week. So. 
with that in mind, stop what you're doing, go and buy him. Uh, guys, bust of the week. Obviously, Ruben Cotter being out, like item, is just not performing as a bust, but definitely out. He's a bust. Go and sell. Mitch, who have you got? Uh, I'm the same as you, mate. I've got Jacob Preston as my boom and Trindle as my bust. Excellent. Mate, who have you got, Ant? I reckon Hopgood, boom. He'll come back and save us all again. Guess and- his old club. Yeah, exactly. And then Trindle, like Mitch, was. I, th- I saw you had Garner in there, mate. Were you, were you two? Yeah, was, yeah, I changed it because I was like, that's just silly. He's going to play well. Yeah, it was well, more of like, is. I want him to play bad. Not he will. That's true. Fair <laughs> Great <laughs> trade. Yeah. Okay, guys. So for captaincy this week, I'm going to back myself, going to back my team. Got uh, Captain Cleary this week. Look, a few guys have been asking us, why don't we have Grant as their vice captain? It's because just none of us own him as far as the scheme of things goes. But guys, I would say that Grant is a very good captaincy or vice captaincy choice this week against the Tigers. He's a very good choice. And I've got Payne Haas as the spice choice this week against the Dolphins. Mitch, who are you captaining? Uh, I've got Haas as my captain, Cleary as my vice, and Spicy is Cam Murray. I think the Bunnies will try and play out the middle against the Eagles. Yeah, that's it. Well, I only just pulled Murray this week because I was just going, if the Eagles are good, as I'm thinking they might be, they might run he around the Bunnies. He always against the good teams, though, and, and the Bunnies will play out the middle against this Eagles team. They will. Sure. They won't go around the edges. Uh, so, Ant, who have you got? Cleary for captain, Haas for vice, and spicy Hopgood. Um, simply, it'll be a bit of a dogfight. Eels looking for a win, so plenty of tackles, hopefully a lot of offloads. That's true. He's a good offloader. See how it goes. Okay, guys, uh, really quick, super quick on this one. For the trades, I've got Harley Smith Shields, uh, probably DeSloan, and I've got someone. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it for now. Mitch? Uh, I've got Harley Smith Shields to Alamotti and Egan Butcher to Ghana, which will give me a bit of cash to use with Trindle next week because his break-in is just too good to sell. Okay, and Ant, what have you done? I may not make any trades this week. I want to hang on to them. Uh, a lot of those players, like I said, like Stone and Masilla, they're actually an emergency. Um, it was just one of those weeks where Cleary was out and uh, Jackson Ford was out, so put them back into the team. Mate, if you got Amal- Alamotti and Preston, you're sweet. That's fine. Yeah, I've yeah. already got them. Excellent. Well, in that case, those are the only guys I would say, shut up, go trade them in <laughs> this yeah, week. That, that was the guy I went and bought for with Tohu and Preston in change for Hitchamano. Okay, so okay that's fair enough. Game. I'd also go buy Udo as well. Maybe you can buy him this week. No, no, never. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, real quick one. Questions from the people. Apologies if we can't see them all. Uh, Nick, our normal questionnaire is here, and I can't see every comment, but I can see quite a few. So let's go with what I've got. There's actually a few for Mitch this week. So first question, Egan Wilches or Wilton, is that sideways from Kit Percy? I think we're all going to say no on that one, right, Mitch? Uh, no, that's definitely not sideways. That's up. Do it. Yep. Oh, I'm getting out of Egan Butcher as well. That's it. I like Egan Butcher to Teague Wilton. I'd actually be recommending that Mitch get out of Egan, but- Egan Butcher to Teague Wilton. So, over Ghana, I'll be honest with you. So, next one. Uh, Nathan Affleck, question for Mitch. Are you concerned with Turbo and this Hemis, or is he the punt, or would you play safe with Reese Walsh? Look, it's all about, yes, I am, is the short answer. I am still very concerned about them. The thing about Turbo, though, if he gets really hot and you miss out, you're in trouble. So I I, I think you should wait one more week. 
just because we want to see that he's playing well. And then at that point, probably everyone's going to get on him and, and you can't miss, miss the pain train really because if everyone gets on him and he succeeds, then it's okay. But if he doesn't, then everyone has to get out. So it, it, it actually becomes less of a an injury question, more of a fantasy question, I think. But in short, I am concerned. It's why I'm not picking him up this week. Uh, would I play safe with Reese Walsh? If you can, I just hold and wait. Just see what happens here. Fair enough. I guess if you have to trade up, you can trade for Reese because uh, he will be good against the Dolphins. But yes, look, there are other options out there too. Uh, guys, and he's just going to say Reed Money or Reese Robson. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, it says it screams, I own them both. And the answer is, I would sell Reed Money in a second. I'm not selling Reese Robson for nobody. That's me. How about you guys? Yeah, you got to hang on to Reese Robson. Yeah. No buy till round 16 doesn't play Origin. No competition at hooker. I know. No. I'm finding it hard to change that question. Mitch, same for you? Yep. Yep. Look, I, I'm I'm literally, I bought Reed Money in and I'm for cheese about it now. Uh, guys, next one. Uh, Bruce, another one for Mitch. What does Mitch have to say about turf toe and possible performance issues for Adam Dwahi? Do you reckon, so he's saying that it might be turf toe instead of just a generic bone bruising? I hope it's not turf toe because that's that's going to inhibit his performance significantly. It's very hard to uh, get over and sometimes it requires surgery. So I hope he's wrong about that because I tell you what, that's a really spicy, interesting take on it, Bruce. Uh, the short answer is if you think it's that, you need to get out of Dodge right now. But... So- the one thing I would say is if they've moved into fullback and it's turf toe, that's a position that actually involves more running. So I'm not quite sure of the logic the same, from a coach right? from a coaching point of view, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure they would factor that in. But if it does turn out to be turf toe, he's a bust. Excellent. And look, uh, I would still probably get a dodge with him at fullback. Uh his average yep. is down at fullback. Less kicking, uh more running, but less kicking. And so it just doesn't go in his favour. So he's saying considering shifter half uh to SJ and I would say yes go trade in SJ I don't think I would thought I would be saying that round one but I'm now saying yes SJ is a good trade in okay guys uh, Tom Conway is also asking us going good question out of Robson and Grant who's the pick for overall factoring in buyers and origin and price Robson yep how about you Ant yeah Robson Yep. Definitely. Look, me too. Simply due to the fact that he won't play the Origins. I know Harry Grant will probably back up, but it's just a couple more rounds that they'll play, like Robson will play. And it does mean that, like, if, if Grant does play reduced minutes after Origin, Robson will just keep on punching out minutes, like, until until we see something wrong with him. Yeah? Yeah, exactly right. Excellent. And also, no buy. The Storm have a buy in round eight, which is an ugly place. Uh, the... And again, the Cowboys, they don't have a buy for a long time. Okay. Uh, guys, the second thing is he's going, should he trade out uh, Lemuelu? Oh, sorry. Who should he trade out to get Lemuelu? So Conley Lemuelu is currently named on the edge, right? For the uh, for the Dolphins this week. So Conley Lemuelu, I'll bring him up now, 445k. Uh, he scored 43 last week. He's got a break even at 23. I'm not even sure you should bring him in. But look, if you're going to do it, he's saying, should he get rid of Dury or Egan Butcher? 
I get rid uh, of Dury, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Like, because Dury's on the way out, I'll be completely honest with you by the look of that. Uh, and he's just not scoring the points, whereas Ian Butcher, yeah. All right, seriously, again, I've said this as well, go get Garner or start with Teague Wilton and Katoa, get them. If you got them, go and get Garner. If you can't get them, then think about a guy like Lemo early. Right, Mitch? Yeah, exactly right. I think uh, time to get out. Time to get out now. Yep. Excellent. Uh, guys, I think that's the last of the questions. I'd like to say thank you to Mitch for coming on, even though he's sick. Thanks, mate, for turning up. My pleasure, mate. Uh, thank you, Ant, for filling in as a super sub, mate. Great to have you. No worries. Happy to be here. And, Nick, if you're at home, mate, uh, looking after the baby, all the best. And uh, ho- hopefully you uh, recover from that injury soon and the family does well. Look, guys, this is the Boomer Bust Interval Podcast Week 4 Teamless Tuesday Potty signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.